in some ways speechless. Now, some of you find that difficult to believe, but at um, how good God is. It's hard to believe it's 2018. In fact, in September of this year will be the 30th anniversary of Northwest Family Church. And uh, I'm amazed at all that God has done. I'm just amazed. And he's not done. He's not done. He's not sitting in his lazy boy recliner saying, that's enough for you guys. He's not done. He has so much more for us to do. And and I believe that our church can have an incredible impact for God this year. And I believe that God wants you to have a great personal impact in your life and thereby impacting those who you come in contact with this year. Now, when I say impact, uh, let's just maybe create a definition or whatever for that. Here's what I mean. Impact means having a lasting and strong godly effect on the people God has put in my life. Having a lasting and strong godly effect on the people God has put in my life. And when we're talking about impact, that's what we mean, having a strong and lasting godly effect on the people God puts in our lives. And I believe that God wants our church to have incredible impact in 2018 in our community. And I believe that God wants you to have incredible impact in 2018 on the people that he's put in your life and will be putting in your life on your family, your friends, your co-workers, your classmates, your neighbors, wherever God directs you. That's impact. That's what we're going to be talking about in this series. Now in your bulletin on the screen as well, maybe not in your bulletin, on the screen, you have a picture of Newton's cradle. Named after Sir Isaac Newton. The idea is it's five metal balls, and we're going to have five messages in this series. There's five metal balls attached to some wires, so maybe some of them have them on your desk or in your home and you play with it once in a while, but um, you can pull back the ball on one side and let it go, and the balls in the middle don't move. But the ball on the other end swings up in the air and then comes back, and then back and forth we go. It's called Newton's cradle because it helps demonstrate one of Sir Isaac Newton's laws of physics. That's when two objects collide, the total momentum of the object before the collision is equal to the total momentum of the objects after the collision. You can take one and let it go and one will go on the other end. You can take two and let them go and two will go on the other end. You can take three and let them go and three will go on the other end. Sometimes we thought of it just kind of as a toy or something to watch or kind of calm ourselves in a busy day. But when we release that ball, it doesn't just stop. When we release it, the ball that we've released stops movement, but its energy and its momentum is transferred to the second ball, to the third, the fourth, and the fifth. Impact. The more momentum you have, we could pull back two, you get two. Three, you get three. So I want us to imagine for a moment if your life had that kind of impact. That when you came in contact with somebody, their life 
And every life in, in line with that is impacted for God. Now, we can impact negatively too, right? But we're talking about impact having a godly influence on the lives of people we come in contact with. If your life, your singular life, if you allowed God to use you in such a way that when you impact one person, that person impacts another, and that person impacts another, and that person impacts another, and on down the line. So much so that your life, you're not only impacting the person directly, but you're impacting the lives of people you don't even know because you're living that kind of impact. You've heard stories of when Billy Graham and some of his friends were invited to a tent meeting where he surrendered his life to the Lord and the impact of that decision has affected millions of people. And your life and my life can have that same kind of impact as we come in contact with people, as we allow God to flow through us and in us. And that's what we're going to talk about in this. Now, if you look in your notes on the screen as well, Matthew chapter 5 is our key verse for this series. And here Jesus gives us a powerful image of what a life of impact looks like. Matthew 5.14, you are the light of the world. Now, that sounds pretty big, right? You are the light of the world. Now let's narrow it down just a little bit. Above that word in your notes, world, I wonder if you could write NWFC. You're the light of NWFC. I believe that God wants our church. I think God wants you to be his light here in Calgary. So you're the light. You're the light of the world like a city on a hilltop cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts them, put, and then puts it under a basket. Because what happens when you do that, you limit the impact A lamp doesn't have an impact if it's hidden. He says, instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house, where it has maximum impact. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise you? No, your heavenly Father. God wants our life to shine like a bright light, bring his love to our communities, our city, and to the lives of those that you and I know. And that's what this series is going to be about, preparing us to have maximum impact for God in 2018. So over the next five weeks, we're going to talk about the areas of impact, areas of your life, that if you get these right, then you're guaranteed to have a strong and lasting godly impact on the people in your life. So today we're going to look at the first area of impact, And this is the area where it all begins. In fact, the area we look at today is really foundational. All the other areas that we're going to look at, if you miss today, you mess up. If you're going to mess up, you're going to mess up all the rest if you miss today. So the first area of impact that's going to impact the other areas of your life is belief. What do you believe? It's your belief. Right? I choose to base my beliefs on the Bible. What do you believe? It's foundation it's the foundational area of your life. If you want to have an impact for God, if you want your life to make a difference and to matter, 
The first area you've got to get right, it's going to impact all the others, is what you believe. So, isn't this true? Your belief, or any belief, leads to action. Action determines impact. Your beliefs lead to your actions. Your actions determine your impact. So if you have right beliefs, it's going to lead to right actions, and it's going to lead to maximum impact. But if you have wrong beliefs, it's going to lead to the wrong actions, and those actions are either going to minimize your impact or they're going to misdirect your impact. So we're looking at right beliefs that lead to right actions. And so I want to suggest, in in this area of beliefs, that we choose to base our beliefs on the Bible. We choose to base our beliefs on the Bible. Everyone bases their beliefs on something. For some, their beliefs are based on their feelings. Because if it feels right, it must be right. Or they base their beliefs on everybody's doing it, so it must be right. It's what everybody is doing. That most common or most popular trend or philosophy, the most Contemporary philosophy, because if everyone else is doing it, it must be right. The truth is, and we all know it, feelings mislead us. Remember the first time you saw that hunk or you saw that gorgeous gal in elementary school? And your feelings said, oh, this is love. Come on. We didn't know what it was. It was a nice feeling at the time, whatever, but feelings can mislead us. I don't know how many, I'm not going to ask because it could bring up things you don't want to remember, but yeah, I'm going to ask you, but you don't have to answer. How many, just think, did you commit your life now to the person you are? Was she the first person you ever thought you liked or loved? Can you imagine what your life would be like if you had married that first person and maybe you followed their life pattern and saw how, you know, maybe you wouldn't really have meshed very well? Our feelings can mislead us. Our feelings can mislead us in all kinds of philosophies change. And so that's why we need to base our beliefs on something that's reliable, something that's eternal. So I challenge you to base your beliefs on the Bible. Psalm 33, 4 says... For the word of the Lord holds true, and we can trust everything he does. For the word of the Lord holds true. Underline that, circle that. The word of the Lord holds true. How do we know that? How do we know that the word of the Lord is going to hold true? How do I know that I can trust the Bible? How do I know that I can base my beliefs on the Bible and make that foundational in my life? And some of you are saying, hey, Pastor, this is so elementary. Sometimes it's so elementary, we've forgotten. We say we base things on the Bible, but from week to week, we seldom open it or refer to it whether it's the written page or smartphone or whatever I remember when years ago and maybe it's something we should do with the adult population we used to play this game in, in Sunday school and youth meetings of, we used to call it the sword drill and we'd all hold our Bibles up sometimes we'd cheat and put our finger in there part way so we can find the verse faster and the verse would be repeated a couple times by the teacher and then we'd all see who could find it First, 
Now, it was just kind of a silly game, but you know what it did? It helped us to know where the different books of the Bible were. And we didn't have to use the index all the time. But we began to know where they were. We had to read it. And so it helped us in our um, ability to read. Then we used to memorize scripture. In your bulletin, I don't have one with me, but I think in your bulletin, I think I have a memory verse there for you, don't we? And uh, I want to encourage us to memorize scripture this year. To commit it to memory. So that there's times when you may not have the printed page or your smartphone, whatever, but you can draw on the things that you've memorized from Scripture. And, for, and you'll see how it brings you strength and encouragement and wisdom in your everyday life and decisions you have to make. The Word of the Lord holds true. We can base our beliefs on the Bible and make that the foundation of our life because we can trust it. We can trust. Now, why can we trust the Bible? We can trust the Bible because the Bible is inspired by God. Inspired by God. The word inspired comes from the Greek word that literally means God breathed. When you hear the word inspired, the Greek word means God breathed, that God breathed these words. Now that means even though the Bible was physically written by over 40 very imperfect human authors, Even though it was written by human beings who weren't perfect, we believe that God was speaking through them, that he breathed these words through them, and that the words that we read whenever we open the Bible, they have come directly from God. Do you believe that? It's God's word. Think about that. When you hold your Bible, written page or smartphones or tablets or whatever, when you look at Scripture, you are reading the very words of God himself. It's a revelation that came from God. The Bible is his revelation of himself and of his love to us. It's not just a list of rules and a list of commands. It's God's love letter to you and I. It's God telling you that he loves you, and the Bible is inspired. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 20, above all you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things, for prophecy never had its origin in human will. But prophets through humans spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 2.13, this is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. And then in 2 Timothy 3.16, which we have part of it there on your outline, all scriptures God breathed is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. The Bible is inspired by God. So I can trust the Bible because the Bible is inspired by God. Here's the second reason I can trust the Bible. The Bible is 100% reliable. 100%. That means you can always trust what the Bible says. The Bible, it's one book, but if you open it up and look inside, you see it's made up of smaller books, some larger than others. In fact, there's 66 different books in the Bible, divided into two different uh, testaments, old and new. And um, we have on the, uh, on the back table, and, and you can um, pick one up afterwards. In fact, Emmanuel will be at the table later on and and he'll give you one of these. It's a Bible reading program to go through the Bible in a year. But you only have to read 
five days a week to do it in a year. 15 minutes a day, and you'll read through the Bible in a year. Now, friends, some of us spend more than 15 minutes a day on Facebook. And how beneficial is that? We're 15 minutes a day. And if you don't want to do 15 minutes a day, you can probably do five minutes a day if you want to just read through the New Testament and just read through the New Testament portion because there's an Old Testament, a New Testament, and some, t- some days there's a psalm included. Passages on each day. And so tomorrow is, it's by week, so tomorrow is week number two. So you don't have to start at week number one. Start at week number two, and someday... Or weekend, when you've got some extra time, you can go back and read it. But if you start at week number one and you find yourself a few days, you blow it. And all of a sudden, everybody else is week, week number four. It's like those New Year's resolutions. You quit by Tuesday. Just, I, I'm just not going to do it. So if you miss a day or here, whatever, don't let the enemy beat you up. You just tick off the ones that you've done. And later on or next year, you crank it through again and finish it. It's not a... This is not a, you know, speed reading thing, or i got to do this, i got to read through this in a year, because the pastor says if I do, my life will be an impact, and so I'm just going to do it. No, it's something you, you need to desire and want to do, and ask God to help you. Ask him to help you. Because it is 100% reliable, but in order for it to be inspired in our life and reliable, we need to take some time and open up those books and read it. It was written over a 1,600-year period by over 40 different people, including kings and priests and shepherds and generals. There was even a tax collector involved. One of the books was written by Jesus' brother James. In spite of all this diversity, there's incredible unity and harmony in the theme and message of the Bible. It doesn't contradict itself. The Bible, God's Word, is reliable in its form and its content. But just as important... We need to remember that the Bible is, is, yes, it's reliable, yes, it's inspired, and it's, re, it's reliable as a guide for our life. But if you choose to live your life according to God's word, you are going to experience, let me tell you this, you're going to experience God's best for your life 100% of the time. God's best, not what we sometimes think is our be- best for us. God's best 100% of the time. And if you choose to trust the Bible and live your life according to his word, you're going to experience his best for your life 100% of the time. And sometimes, have you ever noticed, sometimes God allows us to go through a period of hard knocks. How many of you have ever experienced suffering in your life? How many? Some of you that you're just you got rheumatism, your arm can't go up, right? Bible says all those that live godly will suffer persecution. We all suffer that but sometimes that's not in my plan. I'm allergic to pain. I don't like pain. I like happy, 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 happy. I like getting up in the morning and saying, This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. I don't like getting up 
Uh, good morning, Lord. Or good Lord, it's morning. I like happy. How many like happy? But you know, it isn't always happy, happy, happy. Sometimes there's things we go through in life and there's a reason for it. But I want to tell you, even as you experience pain in 2018, 100% of the time, God is there. And he's got a purpose. He's got a plan. And he's willing and able to help us. 100% of the time. Notice these scripture verses. Proverbs 30 verse 5. Every word of God is flawless. He's a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words or he will rebuke you and prove you a liar. Psalm 119, 89. Your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Matthew five eighteen. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Hebrews four twelve. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and intents or the attitudes of the heart. Isaiah fifty-five eleven. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God's word is absolutely Reliable, and it's absolutely relevant for today. Totally relevant. So we can trust it. It's reliable. It's relevant to today. And I've heard others who said, well, you know, the Bible was written over 2,000 years ago, and even if it's true, it doesn't impact my life today. It's not relevant to my life. Now, friends, I'm not suggesting that if you don't own a Bible, that you necessarily go and buy a King James Now, it's great to read if you enjoy Shakespearean language. I was raised on the King James. I like the King James. Okay, it's not the one I use for my um, devotional reading or when I just want to read and allow it to speak to me, but it is one that I enjoyed memorizing. Um, Now, please understand, the King James is not necessarily got any greater inspiration than the New American or some of these other translations. You need to find a translation that you can understand, whether it be the New Living Translation or the New International Version. I enjoy, for study purposes, I like the New American Standard. Now, the message is a paraphrase, not really a translation. It's a paraphrase, but it's very interesting to read the message sometimes because it kind of really, you know... Uses modern language and helps you to understand. Now, if you want to read something that's going to take you forever, read the Amplified. The Amplified Bible takes a verse that's just really short and amplifies it. Like, just, like, makes it longer and defines all the words. And, but you can see all kinds of translations. If you don't have on your smartphone the U version, I encourage you to get the U version. U version is a free app, Bible app. Got, I don't know how many translations of scripture on there got Bible reading plans, and you can do it on your phone. It'll tell you when, you know, all kinds of things. And the version is an amazing Bible app. And you can find your favorite translation on there and read from right there. Wherever you are, on the train, the bus, I don't read it while you're driving, but um, wherever you go. It's just the Bible 
is relevant. Absolutely relevant. God is still using the Bible to touch hearts and to transform lives. People who read the Bible, they're still being drawn to God through it. They're still discovering purpose for their lives. They're still discovering God answers his answers to life's biggest problems. So I want you to understand the Bible is relevant for you and I today, and it matters. It's inspired by God, 100% reliable, and it's relevant. 2 Timothy 3 says all Scripture, all Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. 2 Timothy chapter 3. What does that mean? It means God uses the Bible to equip you to have a life of impact, to make a difference, to have a lasting and godly effect on the people that he's put in your life. The best decision that you can make as you begin 2018, and the first decision to living a life of impact is to base your beliefs on the Bible Base your beliefs, I want to repeat it, on the Bible. Look across in, in, in your notes there. The second step to take is so you can have a life of impact. Base your beliefs on the Bible. So I choose, okay, I choose to believe it, and I choose to read the Bible. I choose to read it. Yeah. Didn't Roger do a great, Pastor Roger do a great job there on that impact logo thing? Um, he does all this stuff for me because I'm not, um, I'm just not. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. And um, the only thing I did do was at the very beginning, I did insert that Newton's cradle. But you notice it was kind of stuck in there on top of his. It wasn't color coordinated. It wasn't, you know, none of that. Uh, I don't do that, you know. I could have given it to him earlier and, and he would have made it look much Nice or whatever, but base your beliefs on the Bible so we have to choose to read the Bible. The Bible is not just a historical document. It's not something to look at in a museum. The Bible is only valuable if and when you choose to use it and read it. So you got to open God's word and read it so you can understand what you believe. You can say you believe the Bible, but if you don't open it to read it, how are you going to really believe what it says? Open God's word. Read it so we can understand what we believe, understand what it says, and hear from God as he speaks through it. That's why you just can't leave it on the shelf. Now, I've heard people say, well, pastor, you know, the Bible, it's so hard to read. And it can be. I was, I started reading in the Bible reading plan, and I was reading in the book of Genesis. And Pastor Roger's going to answer this question next Sunday in the sermon, because I don't know the answer. But have you ever read in, in Genesis, the very beginning, when, you know, uh, they started to reproduce? And it says in there, this is going to really throw you for a, a loop. Now, you're going to spend the rest of the week trying to figure this dilemma out. And I, I don't have the answer yet, so don't come and ask me afterwards. Just you might have a, um, you know, an answer for it. But what does it mean when in the in Genesis, I think it's chapter six, when it talks about the the uh, sons of God, 
having sexual relationships with women on the earth. And then they had giants as offspring. Next week, Pastor Roger's going to answer that. <clears throat> but sometimes you read something in the Bible and you think, what? I don't understand that. Or maybe you're reading something as simple as saying, you know, when, when somebody slaps you on one side, turn the other side. What? When somebody asks for your whatever, give them your coat. Somebody asks you to go one mile, go two miles. Do you know what they just did to me? Do you know how they treated me? Sometimes, yes, it's hard to fathom. But as you read the Bible and ask God to help you, you realize he gives you strength to obey what he says in his word. Not always an easy thing. And friends, we don't always do it right. How many have not always done it right? Ah, uh, See, we're in good company. We haven't always done it right. But we need to read it. And so... We have a Bible reading plan back there, and uh, you're welcome to use it. Maybe you have your own. It's just something to help you, um, help you to be accountable, consistent. Um, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 says, Study this book of the law. When? Continually. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be sure to obey all that is written in it. Only then will you succeed. Wow. Want to make an impact in 2018? Well, read the word, open it up, read it, meditate on it. Meditating means like a cow chewing his cud. You get this a verse or a line or a phrase or a scripture, and you just kind of be going over it all day long. Every once in a while, I think, God, what, do, what are you trying to say to me in this? What, what do you mean? What, what does this mean for me? And so you just kind of chew the cud and meditate on it and ruminate on it and over and over and Study the Bible. If you read the Bible in the morning, that's great. Because in the morning, you start your day off with God's Word. And that's a great way to do it. But if you read your Bible during your lunch break, that's great too. Because you have your connection with God right in the middle of your day. If you read your Bible right before you go to bed at the end of the day, that's great too. Because you're ending your day by reading God's Word. Here's the point. Whatever time works best for you, it works. Whatever time. Now, I know people have said, I've even said it. We said, you know, God, Jesus, early in the morning, he went and spent time with the Father. So if we're going to make an impact, you've got to go early in the morning. How many of you are not morning people? You're going to have a tough time. Some of us don't even see until we've had our first cup of coffee. So whatever time works, works. But have a time. What is that best time? Maybe ask the Lord, when is the best time? When am I sort of alert? Whatever time works best for you, just make sure you're reading the Bible because you're not going to be able to impact the people around you for God, if you aren't reading the scripture to ensure you've got solid beliefs. Let me ask you a question. What do you think your life would look like at the end of 2018 if this year you read the entire Bible 
cover to cover, Genesis to Revelation, what do you think would change in your life if you read the entire Bible in 2018? You know, if you, if you did, I could pretty much guarantee that you would be a better person. I could pretty much guarantee that you would understand your beliefs better than you do now. I can pretty much guarantee that you'll grow. And I know your perspective on some things that you're going through in life would change. And I'm positive that your faith would be deepened. Positive. 2018 is going to be a year of impact, whether you want it or not. It's going to be a year of impact. We are going to impact people in 2018. And if we want to have an impact as a church, you want to have an impact as an individual with this first area of your life, you got to get your beliefs straight. So I challenge you, I challenge you, I urge you, join us reading through the scriptures in a year. Now, if you don't make it through the year, God is not going to club you. Okay? Maybe you're only going to make it one day a week. It's one day a week more than probably you did last year. Just start. It's manageable. As I said, sometimes we spend more time on Facebook and emails and texting and all those kinds of things. So we're going to give you this insert size five days a week Bible reading plan. It's on the back table. You can get it on your way out. And um, it, it's going to be so simple. And I want to hear uh, throughout the week, we want to hear testimonies of what God is saying to you, how he's helping you, how he's answering prayer, how he's directing you, how he's helping you through crises. So if we're going to make maximum impact through our beliefs, we first base them on the Bible. We commit to read the Bible. Thirdly, this is so important, we choose to apply the Bible. Now listen, if you just read the Bible, you're just going to gain knowledge. But to have an impact, we have to take the knowledge and apply it to our life. You know the longest distance in the world is the distance from your head to your heart? That's the longest distance in the world. Because so often it gets here, but it doesn't get down to the application part to our heart. And that's where we need to choose to apply the Bible to our life. And the key to a life of impact is not just how much we know, but it's how much we apply what we know. A person who knows just a few verses of the Bible, but who applies those few verses of, to their life, they are much more mature, and they'll have a much greater impact than someone who knows every verse of the Bible, but doesn't live any of them out. So just take a bite of Scripture, and then throughout the day, or two days, or three days, ask the Lord how you can apply the principle you read about. So if you miss a day, no sweat. For type A people, that's difficult. If they miss a day, they're going to beat themselves up. It's okay. James one twenty two says, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are fooling yourselves. That's solid advice. And that's why, hopefully, throughout this year, whoever is sharing the word from, from this podium 
We will share um, messages that are practical, that we can apply. We want to help you apply God's word to your life. We want to do that every week. And when you open, when we're open to God's prodding, and on a Sunday we commit to application, that's when the Sunday service really becomes personal, comes alive. The things we sang about, now we get to go and apply them. Broke those chains off. I'm walking out of here a different person. I don't have to rely on those bondages anymore. He came and helped me, gave me the power. Oh, that was a powerful song. The power in Jesus' name to break. So as we walk out of here, we're going to walk out of here like we broke some things off. We're not walking out of here. Oh, boy. Apply what you sang and what you're believing God for. It wasn't just trying to get the tune into our bones. Talking about tune and bones. Glad you brought that up. Some nationalities have it in their bones. That's not fair. Right, Emmanuel? I saw you over there. I saw you in the corner of my eye and I heard your mama. Anyway, moving on. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is what? Alive. Word of God is alive. It's alive and powerful. That means it speaks to your life today. And whatever problem you're going through, whatever issue, whatever decision you have, if you open God's word, you're going to find wisdom, direction, and solution. One of the things that always surprises me when I'm going through something in my life, no matter what it is, when I open God's word and spend time reading it, he speaks to me. Now, we're going to close in a second. Here's what we're, we've ordered some journals. 80-page journals. Nice journals. Got a pen on them. Church name embossed on it. Impact, year of impact, 2018 on there. Um, some other things. And I'd hope to have them, but printing took a little longer and manufacturing took a little longer. So we're going to have them for the final Sunday of our 21 days prayer and fasting. And uh, I was thinking of giving them to you. But when we're given things, they just kind of go on the shelf. So we need to make an investment so, because we're going to have Pastor Roger's name on the front, oh, it says prayer journal too, for $100, I'm just kidding. I think the cost is going to be 7 or 8 or $9. I'm not sure once the shipping all comes in. There's going to be a great little tool, and we want to give you one more, we're going to sell you, one more little tool, because when you buy something and you make an investment, you're more like, likely to use it. Because we want you to begin to journal. Journal as you're reading the scriptures. Journal as you're praying. Journal as you're waiting on the Lord and allowing him to talk to you. And write it down. Write it down. Maybe there's an answer to prayer. Write it down. Maybe there's a prayer request. Write it down. Maybe there's a situation you're going through. Write it down. Maybe there's something that just pops out to you at scripture. Write it down. 
How many know if we don't write it down in an hour or two or sometimes less, we forget? Now, maybe it's only me because I'm a lot older than you, but all of us, our forgetter keeps forgetting. So when you write it down, we're going to remember. So we're going to have that for you as well because we just want us to have our beliefs based on Scripture. We want to be reading the, the Bible, applying it to our life, and last, we need to choose to know the author of the Bible. Choose to know the author. John fourteen six says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one come to the Father except through me. Remember we started with Newton's cradle? Where we said when one of the balls impacts the others, momentum is transferred, sending the ball on the other and swinging up into the air and coming back. In other words, when these two objects collide, the momentum doesn't end, but it continues on that's impact. But that first ball, when you look at our lives, the first ball represents our beliefs. That's what starts everything. Your beliefs are the foundation to everything about your life. It's the foundation to the kind of life you're going to live, the actions you're going to take. Your beliefs are the foundation for the impact that your life is going to have, but your beliefs are also the determining factors of where you will spend eternity. Determines it. As you begin 2018, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior yet, if you don't know for certain that you're going to spend eternity in heaven, today is the day to get that straight. Today is the day. It's the day to say, maybe for the first time, we're to renew it. Above all these other voices that are crowding in on me and telling me what's right and what I should do, above all those voices, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to, lose, I'm going to base my beliefs on the Bible. Romans 10.9 If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord... And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Can we all bow our heads here this morning? Father, I thank you that we begin on this series, and I know you want our lives to make an impact because you said not only you want to provide for us forgiveness, but you want to empower us with your Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit will anoint us and equip us do all that you've called us to do. So your desire is that our lives would impact others for your glory. But it all begins recognizing we all need the right beliefs. In Jesus, you came to die on the cross. The Holy Spirit inspired people to write the words of God that not only might we read and know and understand, but we could apply and experience right beliefs. And it begins by transferring the ownership of our life from ourself to Jesus. Restoring a relationship that our Heavenly Father wanted from the beginning of time to have with His creation. And so today... We can make that choice and base our beliefs on the Bible. God loves us. We've all sinned and we need to be forgiven. 
If you're here today and you recognize that I need to begin this year, 2018, and my life's going to have an impact, I realize I need to start on right beliefs. And my beliefs have to be based on the Bible. And the Bible says, we all need a Savior. And Jesus died for us all. How many would say really quickly with the upraised hand, Pastor, would you pray for me? I need to start this year knowing. Hand up and hand down. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, awesome. Knowing. Scripture says these things are written that you may know that you have eternal life. Not I hope so, I think so, I might. We can know. Father, I pray for every hand that went up this morning. Lord, there would be an assurance, and as they commit to reading the Bible, as much or as little as they are able, and to think about it and ask you to reveal it to them, that, Lord, not only would they grow in their relationship and their understanding that they've been forgiven, they've been set free as we sang about, the chains are gone, the weight of sin is gone, new life has come in, Through Jesus Christ. You can pray and say, Father, I I want to start this year. I want my life to matter. I want it to count. I want it to bring you honor and glory. So I want to begin with right beliefs. I base my life on the Bible. Jesus died for me. And I ask him to forgive me. And I... I accept his sacrifice. I accept his gift. So I say, Jesus, I'm yours. Help me to know that I know that I know. Help my faith to grow this year. Help my desire to read your word increase. Help my ability to apply the word to increase. Help me to see it's reliable, trustworthy. True. God, I believe in you. I put my belief in you. I choose to follow you. You're going to be the leader and the Lord of my life. I want to follow you the rest of my life. Maybe there's others here. You would, I want my life to make an impact, and so I'm going to choose to read the Bible. As God helps me, I want to be consistent, not just reading it, but asking him to help me apply it and live it. That I might grow and mature and understand his plan for my life. So I commit, best I can with his help, I'm going to read the Bible. Maybe that's a commitment you can make. You can listen and ask the Lord, when's a, when's a good time for me that I can be consistent in those moments, just sitting and reading, allowing you to speak to me. And Father, I pray that we as a church would not just make an impact in the area where our house is and our home is, but where we work, where we go to school, where we shop, 
where we find ourselves in places of business and recreation. Lord, help our lives to make an impact for you this year that others may see what we are doing and give glory to God. Father, I pray you'll bless your people today and help us as we endeavor to follow you with everything that we have. And I thank you for the chains that have fallen off today. I thank you for the victory that we have and the freedom that we're going to enjoy as we walk out these doors knowing that Jesus, you're the Lord of our life. You're the captain of our ship. You're the one who's directing everything. And we surrender to you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious to you. Lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.